Today's the first Sunday of Advent for this year. Advent's a Latin word. It's Adventus. It's a Latin word that means come. Some of you know the Greek word that it's a translation of, parousia, which is the word that is used for the second coming of Christ. A lot of people think Advent, that just means getting ready for Christmas. That's not what Advent means. Advent, a- Advent means prepare for the coming. Prepare for the coming. It's not just about, about what happened a long time ago in Bethlehem. It is all about the coming of the kingdom of heaven, the hope that we have not just for the future, but the way that God is working in our lives even now in the present. So turn with me in the gospel, to the gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 4, and we're going to be reading a story today from the beginning of the time when Jesus began to teach the people. The gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 4, beginning at verse 12. This is the gospel of the Lord. When Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he withdrew to Galilee. Leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum, which was by the lake in the area of Zebulun and Naphtali, to fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, Repent! For the kingdom of heaven has come near. Or the older translation said, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What kind of a message is that? What was the news? What did it sound like to the people Jesus was talking to? The kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's near. It's coming. It's arriving. Well, that was a message they had longed to hear for centuries. The prophets in the Old Testament had talked about the coming of the kingdom of heaven. It was a part of their their culture. All of the children were taught about the promises of God, that the kingdom of heaven was going to come. The books of the prophets. Here, Matthew quotes from Isaiah. Isaiah, uh, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel... Micah, Malachi, many of the prophets talked about the coming of the kingdom of heaven. It was what the people hoped for. So what was it that they were hearing when they heard? Repent. Now's the time. The kingdom of heaven is arriving. Well, we can see what it means by looking at the prophets and we're going to do it in a little bit different sort of way today. We're going to, today, we're going to focus upon Isaiah because when Jesus first preached to his family and friends in Nazareth, Isaiah is the prophet that he read to them as he spoke. 
So here's the story. It comes from the Gospel of Luke. Jesus went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written. The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Now, if all that was all there was to the story, this wouldn't have been a whole lot different from any other Sabbath. They had all heard those words read on the Sabbath day in the synagogue before. But it's what came next that caused them all to start talking to each other and asking questions and, and wondering what on earth is going on here. For the story continues, Then Jesus rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. In their culture, there was a special chair. It's called the Seat of Moses where the preacher would sit down, so they taught sitting instead of standing. So he sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. What? What did he say? Today, he's fulfilling what, what we've been waiting since Isaiah wrote it 700 years ago, what we've been waiting to come, the coming of the kingdom of heaven. It's, it's happening right now, and it's happening through him. We know who this guy is. He played with our kids. We've seen him running down the street. He worked with Joseph as the carpenter, the builder. We know his mother, all of his family. Who does he, what's he trying to do? We know who this is. And they became very upset with him. You can read the rest of the story. We're not going to focus on the rest of the story today because what's important is what he was announcing. So listen to it. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me. So sometimes we talk about being, people talk about being anointed by the Spirit. And what do we mean? Usually we just mean, oh, well, they had a very special, unusual sense of the Spirit of God being with them. And they were encouraged and they were blessed. But that's not what Jesus is talking about here. Anointing means something very particular and something very special. There's not a lot of anointing done 
in the way this scripture is talking about in our world anymore. It happens occasionally in Europe. Anointing is what happens at a coronation. When Elizabeth attended her coronation, the most important thing that happened was not sitting on the throne. The most important thing that happened was not being handed the scepter and the orb. The most important thing that happened was not that the crown was placed on her head. The most important thing that happened was that she was anointed with the holy oil designating her as the one chosen by God to rule over her people at this time. That's what this scripture is saying. And what Jesus said when this is, this is fulfilled today, when he said that, the Spirit has anointed me. The word we use, the Hebrew word for the anointed one is the word Messiah. Most of you are familiar with that word and what it means. So when Jesus is standing there with his family and friends, he reads the scripture, he sits down and he says, that's talking about me. I'm the anointed one, the Messiah. They, uh, they weren't too sure about that. But look at what he says this means. He says, and through the prophet, what the prophet says, this is what it means when the anointed one arrives. He says, he will bring restoration of what is broken, hope for the hopeless, provision for those who are in need, recovery. It says, he will deliver all who are oppressed, setting the imprisoned ones free, and end of tyranny and oppression. The coming of righteousness, a righteous world. We wouldn't even have any news anymore, would we? And then he says, this, this is the time of the Lord's favor. Did you know that? Did you come in here today confident that this is the time of the Lord's favor for you? Or did you come in discouraged? Or weighed down? Did you come in with hope and confidence? or with worry and fear. Jesus says, this, this is the year, the time of the Lord's favor for you, whether you can see it right now or not. He sees you, and he loves you, and this is the time of his favor. 
So you see the people, when they hear Jesus announcing, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is arriving. They have all kinds of wonderful ideas. Really, finally, after all of these centuries of our ancestors longing and waiting for these promises, we weren't even sure what to think about these promises. They were so old by now. Really, it's coming now. It was good news, which is what the gospel, the word gospel means, the good news. It was amazing news to them, and they began to become excited. But there's another thing that they knew as well, and that was that judgment comes with the arrival of the kingdom of heaven. So in the Gospel of Luke, the, the quotation ends with, with it saying that he is proclaiming the year of the Lord's favor, but that's not even the end of the sentence in Isaiah. It goes on to say, and the day of vengeance of our God. There have been times you wanted to set a few things straight, and maybe you tried, or maybe you remembered that the Scripture says, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Well, the coming of the kingdom of heaven means the coming of the judgment and the vengeance of God, because you see, oppressors in the kingdom of God are not going to be able to oppress anymore. Tyrants are not going to be able to be tyrants anymore. Selfishness, greed, violence, that's not a part of the kingdom of heaven. And so those who choose to operate by means of oppression, tyranny, violence, imposing what they want upon others, some having the power to impose it on nations, some only having the power to impose it on the person that's sitting next to them. But all oppression will come to an end. The judgment of God is, arrives. So when Jesus also said, the kingdom of heaven is arriving, he is also saying the day of judgment has come. That's why the first word in his message was the word repent. Yes, it's good news that the kingdom of heaven's arriving. Yes, it's wonderful news that the reign of God is coming. But God does, God's reign doesn't allow for any rebellion. God's reign demands that all pledge allegiance to the one who is the king and submit to the rule of the king. And so Jesus says to all, who are quite glad that God's going to, to bring judgment upon their oppressor, that they too need to repent of their oppressor ways. For we have everyone done what is evil. We have everyone, at one time or another, intentionally harmed other people to try to make them do whatever it is we wanted them to do or else make them wish they had. We've all done that. We've all been tyrants and oppressors. 
So yes, it's good news. The kingdom of heaven is arriving. But he said, since it is, this is the time when God is extending favor. So repent. What does repent mean? It means turn around, go a different way. It means he's calling us to live his kind of life, not our old self-life where it's all about us and what we want and how we're going to get what we want, which is what sin is all about. But instead, it is about the righteousness and the mercy of God. And so we, as servants of God, become people who hand out the righteousness and the favor of God at all times. So as we, as we enter into Advent, this is not the time to prepare for the great American consumer event of the year. This is not the time of, uh, when we are, as children of God, members of the kingdom of heaven, where we are called to prepare our want list so everyone will make sure they don't buy us anything that we're going to have to take back because we don't like it anyway. In America, so much of our culture has gotten the idea, oh, God is just this kind, kind of... Uh, not really with it, not really aware, old man, off run in heaven somewhere. And he is just such a softy that everyone who can have at least one person say something nice about them at their funeral is going to go to heaven. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, it takes repentance. Jesus said, it takes turning from our selfishness and our sin and embracing his way of life, trusting in him for mercy and forgiveness because in our sin we have done what we cannot undo. And so we trust in him for mercy, forgiveness, to transform us so that instead of living the old self-life ways of sin, we now begin to live His Christ life so that our lives look like His, so that as we go through our lives, including the month of December, we go through as a giver of love and mercy, a giver of truth, There are so many people who have not got a clue. People you know. Some of them are family. Some of them don't want you to tell them. I know that. Some of them are people you work with. Friends. Neighbors. There are so many people in your life who do not understand what it means to repent and to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. They just think all nice people are in good with God. And almost all of us can be nice for a little while, can't we? But we all know the truth about ourselves, apart from God. 
And Jesus says, don't just go to the mall. That's not the way you get ready for my coming, for the arrival of the kingdom of heaven. Repent. Repent. For the kingdom of heaven is here. Righteousness looks like Jesus. And he says, live like the kingdom has come. Some folks say, I can't live like the kingdom has come because if I live like the kingdom has come, there's people going to take advantage of me. You don't know who I work with. Jesus says, the kingdom is arriving. Live like it. Jesus came, he said, to serve and to give his life. So as we get ready for the coming of the Lord, oh, I know there's a lot of people with a lot of expectations for you. Some of you are already stressed because you have every moment of December booked. And there's no way you can get everyone's expectations satisfied. Jesus says, there is one whose expectations needs to be satisfied, and that's the expectations of God. So repent. Don't get lost in all this crazy thing that people do this time of year. It doesn't mean it's all bad. It, uh, that's not what it means. It's don't get lost in it. Do what's most important. Live the life of the kingdom of heaven. Let other people, since you're a follower of Jesus and you're living the life of the kingdom of heaven, how are other people going to know that this is not about all of that, that this is all about the coming of the kingdom, so they need to repent and be prepared for the arrival of the kingdom. They'll know the same way that the people in Galilee knew. Jesus announced it to them, and he calls us to announce it as well. They're not going to know. They're not going to know from all of the Christmas cards they get. I went and bought Christmas cards yesterday. Most of them were such ang such uh, um, such most of them didn't say much they just said i hope you feel good that's basically what the, it meant i had to look to find ones that really said what this is all about we're not celebrating a time to feel good we're celebrating the arrival of the reign of god and one day Jesus will return, and when he returns, then the kingdom will come fully. But already, we live in it and experience its joy and peace and freedom. So let us be faithful bearers of the good news. Let us repent and let us live the life of the kingdom. Let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, speak to us all 
for we need to hear from you. We get distracted, and some of us have already gotten quite distracted by all that, that we have thought was important for the month of December. So, we repent of all of that. Some of us have been directed by greed and selfishness and sin. Help all of us to repent of all of that. May we indeed live in the kingdom, your kingdom, your kingdom of righteousness. And as we go out from this place, May we bring true righteousness with us that brings deliverance just as your righteousness does. Freedom from oppression, hope for living that brings real, true life. We thank you. We thank you so much for the incarnation, for coming in the flesh, to rescue us, which we've sung about today. Doing everything that was necessary. When we could not rescue ourselves, you, in this time of your favor, came for us, and you have delivered us and given us life. So we thank you and worship you. And we ask, all through this month, would you help us to see clearly, to think clearly, to listen to you and hear you clearly, so that it is your purpose, your purpose of deliverance that is the purpose of our lives. We thank you for these gifts that we're about to receive, this meal that Jesus gave us to remind us what your purpose is. To remind us of his giving way. We thank you that he did not cling to his own honor, but humbled himself and came here and gave his life on the cross for us. So we ask that you would send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts and make them to become for us all the sacrament of the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who on the night he was betrayed took bread and said, this is my body which is given for you. And after supper took the cup and said, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. As often as you drink it, drink it in remembrance of me. And we remember that he died to set us free, that he was raised on the third day, that he is coming again, and then all people will recognize him and bow before him, the one who is the King of kings and Lord of lords. And we ask that he would be made known to every one of us as we eat and drink 
and that we would all hear his words for us today. Thank you for giving us your favor. Amen. So let us stand together. Let us together say the prayer that Christ has taught us, and then let us with thanksgiving receive these gifts of grace. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.